I'm Tom Ferguson, CEO of Rice Southern Biscuits and Rice's Chicken, and I'm doing the podcast today for Steadfast Durham, where I'm talking to other business owners in the community and seeing how they're handling this whole virus situation. So today I'm with Sean Wilson of Full Steam Brewery. Sean, how you hanging in there, buddy? Hey, I'm doing okay. It's a little strange because uh, I have actually been at home for two weeks straight. Today marks two weeks that I haven't been into the brewery, so that's uh, quite different and it's really hard to navigate all of this uh, crisis and this ever-changing environment when you have to rely on uh, zoom and and phone calls and uh, other people <laughs> yeah it, it is a uh, quite an adjustment I've done more zoom meetings over the last two weeks than I've done in my whole life but hey how did you take the news how do you take the news once you realize this is going to affect a company and your employees uh you know it, there's no sugarcoating it we knew was going to be devastating and it's been really rough so we um pretty the first couple of days we were in a like is this as bad as we think it's going to be and pretty quickly we realized we had to mobilize and and uh and and recognize that this was going to be a a a big game changer for us so um you know we've we've had to balance the needs of the team and our people as well as uh kind of ourselves as leaders figure out what the right thing and the best thing to do is um and i know that's a generic answer on a very specific and tactical question but it's it's a it was a lot of juggling of like what's the right thing constantly asking what's the right thing and the best thing um because you know business particularly on site was plummeting and then went to Zero. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, we had to really put on our business hats and really make decisions based on the, the welfare and the future of the company, which translates into our employees as well. So at the beginning, what, what moves did you make first once this happened? We reduced our hours um, and just started kind of winding down uh, as as we sort of ratcheted down what we felt like we could comfortably do and it feels like such a long time ago like I, I think it was Ken Jennings who said that it feels like it's been March for forever and um, and it really it really has been interminable and uh, probably not a great choice of, choice of words but um, yeah we, we we notched down our our hours um, we we 86 the kitchen uh, we we then just uh you know I, I forget the exact date but just uh you know pretty quickly closed down and then transitioned to a curbside service model uh and and that's where we've been operating since then that's on premise uh, we also distribute our beers that's a whole other subject so how what other adjustments have you made over time i know this is happening so fast we're kind of have to be nimble and adjusting as it goes forward have you made any other adjustments that you didn't think you'd have to make at the beginning uh, I mean, yes, uh, some of them uh, responding to market dynamics, some of the financial, we had to let uh, some people go. There's no sugarcoating uh, around that. Uh, some some mid-management leader types, so a sales and marketing uh, professionals where uh, we basically didn't have the work um, because we don't have the channel activity. Um, and, uh, you know, those... They're kind of 
positions at this point that are to be determined based on how things, when things recover. So that was a, a definite immediate move. Um, and, uh, and obviously that extends to bar staff and, and uh, even production. Uh, we're just not making as much product. And, uh, you know, we have channels, we have softness across channels, and so that impacts every division. Um, and then we, we, uh, we pretty quickly had to uh, recognize that the product mix is different where it is moving. And that means like there's there's no draft sales right now because there's no um, restaurants and, and bars open. Uh, there there is packaged beer, canned beer moving, um, but uh, that that's a different it's a different ball game with a long lead time and a it's a, a long time for you to get uh, raw materials and inventory um, to getting that check and managing cash flow is really tough. So this leads me into the next thing. How how's your mental health? <laughs> great, great, great transition, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm able I'm to laugh about it, and I'm able to cry about it. If that makes sense. I suggest watching Tiger King. I feel incredibly normal after watching watching that. We're halfway through it, and then, uh, it's it's a uh, you know <laughs> wow that that whole thing. It's it's wild. It's it's a reprieve. And a respite from uh, from our stress, but um, it 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 has been a wide range of emotions, and um, I think mental health wise, I'm hanging in there. It's strange being at home. I'm immunocompromised. I had a kidney transplant um, almost 15 years ago, and uh, I just have to be really careful in situations like this. So um, my family's been really supportive. I've been moody sometimes and snappy. Uh, we all kind of recognize it and they're being very kind and gracious and dealing with me. And then uh, my kind of little getaway is to take these, I take like these walks of like eight miles at night um, when there's like no one around and uh, I can just wander. And that's been good for my mental health. And you'll appreciate this as a birder last night. Uh, yeah. There was a incredible, um, I don't know what the gathering it's like murder of crows, whatever the, the collection of, Owls murder. <laughs> it's a murder of owls. Oh, a murder of owls. Oh, oh no, I thought you said crows. No, I don't no. know. You saw a collection. You saw more uh, than I one owl. Just a boatload of owls last night, and that was that was just a a nice little special thing, you know, just like calling like crazy and and uh, barred owls in um, in particular. It was really neat. So I know those walks are important to you, but what's most important to you right now business-wise personal what what uh whatever's on your head man <laughs> i knew you're gonna say that um i i think so there's this near-term need for survival and that's where we're at you know we're we're we are we do offer food service so we launched i didn't mention this we launched our renovated kitchen the week that the um the virus really kind of started hitting uh, us, the reality of it all. And, and um, it was just a, a really rough time to, to launch an expanded uh, kitchen. So, um, you know, we're, um, we're trying to be nimble in the near term and, uh, and opportunistic without compromising anybody's health or well-being so there's a lot of check-ins and there's a lot of how's how are things going and um 
uh, we're being uh, responsive to the ever-changing, daily changing needs of uh, of the market. Curbside's going okay. It's keeping us afloat. And there's only like four people on site in a very big space. So we feel good about sort of the safety of it all. Um, and our protocols are in place. And then, you know, this is a good time to revisit the big picture and and what what after this and uh and on a strategy side and and uh you know assuming we can get through the immediate difficulties uh i think about what does this mean for our business long term and uh and this this craft beer industry that we're a part of and what um uh sort of um bold moves can we make to really make sure that people know what we stand for as a brewery that's particularly passionate about local and uh, Southern agriculture. I, I don't know if that everybody gets that message and we're determined to, to uh, highlight that fact um, as we uh, hopefully get through this and, and, uh, and can build on our, on our mission. No, I, I think that this is a time to start thinking creatively about where you really want to be and a time to kind of reset reset stuff or maybe directions that we went that we didn't want to go before. So for me, this seems like there's an opportunity to somewhat reinvent yourself a little bit and go into, you know, I think we'll all come out of this with um, a little bit of awakening to where we were and it, you know, to, to steer the ship towards what's important to us. At least that's how I feel. I feel like this is an opportunity to go where I want to, to go to the direction I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, yeah, just have to recognize you have to get through the uh, the day to day to to see that through, you know, and and so uh, you know it's not a great time to have lofty thoughts without immediate tactical action. <laughs> it's that balance. Yeah, and so how are you interpreting the stimulus package? I know we've just now just now was approved, so I know you've probably been looking at it yeah. as much as I've been looking at it. Go through this, so you know how how do you interpret it for your place? I, I think there'll be some good opportunities for us to uh, extend our SBA, our existing SBA loan, and to possibly get some short-term working capital. Um, so I'm hopeful. Uh, we do work with um, uh, Natural Capital Investment Fund, NCIF, and have a SBA loan through self-help. And both organizations have been um, very responsive. We've been very proactive with them to um, to be in communication about um, uh, debt uh, abatement, you know, near term uh, easements. Um, same with our landlord, and uh, we're we're kind of working on preserving cash right now because uh, you know we are a brewery, we're a manufacturing uh, operation, and and the tavern slash restaurant. So um, we have um, these high capital expenditures and inventory needs and again cash flow is really critical i'm hopeful that uh that the response and the desire for recovery from the government will make uh for expeditious uh um disbursement of funds uh so we're on top of it and my fingers are crossed good good so I, I think it's really important what we're doing right now to share this with other business owners, especially, and, you know, not only restaurant, but other business owners have really reached out. What are you doing? And 
kind of gives a forum to hear other people's ideas. But the last thing I really want to leave you with is what message would you like to leave for your employees, customers, and other business owners? Well, that's a wide range of audiences. And I feel like every time I have to tailor the message uh, slightly different, um, uh, you know, so maybe breaking, breaking it down into different uh, cohorts uh, for, for the staff. Uh, I've really, I've, I've been challenged because of the distance getting back to the fact that I've been at home for two weeks. Um, and um, I've just been doing a lot of, um, individual check-ins and just little things like rewriting messages, not just copying and pasting, um, hey, how you doing on our little Slack-like interface, but just like starting from scratch each time to write each person and connect with them and how you doing, how's it going, you know, how you feeling, what can I do? Uh, so I feel really good about our uh, company culture and, and, uh, and, the sense of we can get through this uh, together, even though I'm I'm not there. So that's kind of like, you know, if I could say anything and reiterate anything to to my team, it would be I'm here for you, even though I'm not there on site. And I hate that. It's really hard, but I feel like they hear that. But it's the kind of thing you can't say enough. Um, and then, you know, real quick with customers, um, I I think. Oh man, that's hard because um, you know we have this kind of like jockeying for heroism. Um, it's it's a way to differentiate. I think there's like an, an inherent desire in the service industry to do good, and I think the temptation is to just say, you know, here's how we're doing good, and here's what we're doing, and um, and and to use that as a little bit of marketing leverage, and um, you know. In a time when safety is critical and uh, and the needs are so high, uh, I think selfless giving is is of paramount importance. It's really hard for us because um, we're strapped. It's it's not um, we're unfortunately not in a position where we can do a whole lot. And again, I'm kind of personally frozen in what I can do from a reach out perspective. So usually I, I feel like I'm a person who's out in the front lines a lot more in um, being visible and being uh, out there. And, and I've, I've, I've been a little stunned and shell-shocked with how hard this has hit and how I've had to retrench and focus on my team and get our business in order. And I'm only now kind of emerging from that and still maintaining safety and, and, uh, and, and, and being smart, but getting getting in, um, more visible in uh, and among our customers, not physically, but but just getting our, our message out there. And so I don't really have a great tight message. Uh, if, if I'm rambling at any time, it would be now because I think I, I, I worry a little bit about how customers are going to feel just fatigued and, and overwhelmed by all of this. And, and I'm not sure what we do. You made a really good point. It is hard to... Um come across as authentic during this time, right? You look somewhat optimistic or opportunistic when you're uh, dealing with this. But I think, you know, Sean, you come across as very authentic and throughout this conversation. So, you know, rest assured, I think, I think your customers will see that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think anything uh, to maybe try to synthesize it, it's that uh, the concern that we feel is palpable and genuine 
you know, like I've worked for 10 years longer, but we've been open 10 years, you know, and I've put everything into this and I've contributed a lot to the craft beer uh, industry in North Carolina. And, and, and I'm not sure what's going to happen after all of this. And I, I want people to know that it's very real, very hard. And, and, uh, and, you know, I'm glad, I'm grateful for you and others who ask genuinely about mental health and well-being and who explore that issue uh, without uh, sort of uh, with a fearlessness and an honesty about it all because it's something that we do uh, as we crawl out of this need to um, to keep each other accountable for and 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 be listening to one another to help us get through as as a community and as an industry yeah i'm, I'm glad you said that because you know I, I got my ass handed to me with my mental health over the last couple of years but coming out of it i got to learn a lot of tools and you know bird watching is one of them. those walks you're going on at night are really important to you you know i think you know the thing sending out one the message i'm trying to send to other business owners is that part of it we're so engaged in this fight that we're in at this moment we do have to look out of our mental look out for our mental health and and to be aware of other people's mental health and be there for them as much as we can sending positive vibes and messages throughout this universe and and you've been loud and clear on that, and I've been uh, uh, very thankful for your uh, leadership in that area. Um, have you checked? Um, have you listened to Kat Kinsman at all? Are you familiar with her podcast? No. What's the name? Um, it's the Communal Table. Kat Kinsman, um, KK. Uh, she's um, uh, a food and wine. I think is uh, it's a it's a food and wine podcast, um, uh, and it's it's very communal table is great. It's just a good, good listen, uh, uh, on issues of well-being and health and all of that. So, a uh, particular episode that I really liked was with, um, uh, with Katie Button of Curate up in Asheville. Uh, the two of them together was a great listen on, on this topic. Great. I'm going to take a listen to that. Thanks very much. Um, Sean, I'd like to thank you again for doing this podcast with us today, getting your wisdom out there to everybody else, and just keep fighting, buddy. We'll have a beer when this is over with. I appreciate that. I'm there with you, and thanks for doing what you do. Appreciate the time and the opportunity.